we're back. My name is Asher Gasol, and I'm here with Steph, Julia, and Hadar. And this is Dope Cures, sponsored by Lydia Pinkham's Herbal Cure. Today, we are going to continue our discussion about alternative medicine. And we got one of your favorite topics today here, folks. Medical marijuana. We know many of you are familiar with this, but we'd like to talk to you about the history, benefits, risks, and the progression of the policy with our special guest, Dr. M. We'll be speaking on medical marijuana and cancer treatment. So first, what is medical marijuana? So marijuana refers to the dried buds and leaves of the cannabis sativa plant, but medical marijuana is prescribed by doctors um, and it's used to ease symptoms of specific health conditions. Um, also, marijuana is used recreationally, um, which usually contains more THC than medical marijuana. Um, and THC is the psychoactive portion of marijuana, while CBD is the non-psychoactive substance in the drug. That's pretty interesting. You know, there's a long history behind this drug. Evidence of medical marijuana dates back to around 400 AD. And the ancient Chinese used marijuana, and they claimed it had properties of both yin and yang. But here in the U.S., cannabis was widely utilized as a patent medicine during the 19th and the 20th centuries. But federal restriction of cannabis use and cannabis sale first occurred in 1937 with the passage of the Marijuana Tax Act. It escalated from there, and cannabis was dropped from the United States Pharmacopoeia in 1942, with legal penalties for possession increasing in 1951 and 1956 with the enactment of the Boggs and Narcotic Control Acts. Prohibition under federal law was occurring with the Controlled Substance Act of 1970, and by 1996, California became the first state to permit legal access and the use of botanical cannabis for medicinal purposes under physician supervision with the enactment of the Compassionate Use Act. So obviously we're becoming more lenient nowadays. There was some retaliation back in the 19th century, but now we're getting back on track. Yeah, so also um, we want to go over the history of the policy of medical marijuana. Um, so both state and federal lawmakers and U.S. residents have been trying to determine who can legally consume marijuana and in what form. So it's been a long process, but currently um, there are 33 states um, such as Montana, North Dakota, Minnesota, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, Hawaii, Oklahoma, Washington, Oregon, Cali, Alaska, Colorado, Nevada, Missouri, Illinois, Arkansas, Louisiana, Florida, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Delaware, and Nevada. Um, and wow. Whew, that's a long list. <laughs> it is a long wow. list. So all of those states have um, legalized medical marijuana, um, and there are um, about 10 states who have recreationally legalized marijuana. Um, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Getting back on track. I mean, getting more lenient lately. Yeah, but, you know, there's always some... Um, good and bad things when it comes to marijuana use and course, you know the marketing of tobacco and alcohol use to consumers is heavily regulated mm. um, but the promotion of marijuana products has no such constraints 
The mass marketing of marijuana to the public has not been accompanied by public health messages of the potential risks of these products because of the evidence base describing both benefits and harms is limited. But there are some benefits that comes with medical marijuana, like uh, relieving nausea and vomiting um, effects when going through chemotherapy. Um, and it can be used to treat, um, can help the cancer treatment um, and almost completely eliminating vomiting. Um, it can help relieve spasticity <laughs> of the muscles um, that is sometimes associated with multiple sclerosis and paralysis and can help with the appetite loss associated with HIV. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and you can also use the medical treatment options without the high by just using the oil and not the THC, THC like aspect. Like the CBD of, oil? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and legalization of marijuana can decrease the use of opioid use and reliance on harder drugs. That's pretty cool. Sounds yeah. like it has a lot of benefits. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but let's talk about the risks as well, oh, you know. Oh, jeez. So the frequent use of marijuana can cause serious effect on short-term memory, and it can also impair your cognitive ability, for example, your fast thinking or your complete thought processes. And according to the American Cancer Society, it lowers one's control over movement, causes disorientation, and sometimes causes unpleasant thoughts or feeling of anxiety and paranoia. Mm -hmm. And even though, and it can also damage your lung tissue when smoking, even though it's not tobacco. And contrary to what people say, you can get addicted to marijuana and abuse it, depending, and you can become very dependent on it, and it can lead to chronic use, and it can lead to more severe and negative effects. Is that because your body is, like, used to the high? Yeah, so then you need to use more of it to get that high. Interesting. And you can build it, exactly, so you are building a tolerance to THC. you guys know that our brains, as human beings, our brains actually have receptors for marijuana that kind of target that THC-like chemical that we actually naturally have in our brain, which is why uh, it's easy for people to reach a point of dependence. Wow. Interesting. Oh, so it's natural for us. Yeah. Through trial and error over time, humans kind of just realize the, the magical powers of marijuana, and they, they realize actually only in the 90s that this receptor existed in our brains. Oh, man. It's pretty crazy. So it sounds like it's got a lot of good things, but uh, a few bad things too. I mean, this dependency stuff sounds pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not not good. Not into so that. let's talk a little bit more about the medical side of things. The U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration currently lists marijuana as well as its other related cannabinoids as Schedule One controlled substances. This means that they have a high potential for abuse. They can't legally be prescribed, possessed, or sold under federal law, but it is legal under many states' laws as of today to use Mm -hmm. marijuana to treat some medical conditions, such as cancer. Mm. So there is a difference between the physical effects um, of THC and CBD. THC causes a high, that's generally the hallmark of marijuana use, and it can be used to relieve pain, nausea, and vomiting from chemotherapy, reduce inflammation, and act as an antioxidant, whereas CBD can help treat seizures, reduce anxiety and paranoia, and can counteract the high caused by THC. And different strains or types 
of the marijuana plant can have varying amounts of these and other active compounds. And based on the strain, it can have a different effect on each body or each person, which is why it's so important to use with some kind of doctor's supervision. I like to just interject there and um, just mention, as you were saying, how THC and CBD have their own purposes, how there are side effects to each of them individually. So for THC, some of the side effects include drowsiness, dizziness, dry mouth, anxiety, euphoria, paranoia, toxic psychosis, and slow reaction time along with other side effects. Um, and the CBD include um, dry mouth, drowsiness, lightheadedness, hypotension, and fatigue. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's really just goes to show that people, when considering marijuana for medical uses, really need to weigh those pros and cons and take it slowly to figure out if it's something that will be more helpful to them than harmful. Mm -hmm. um, so going along the lines of different varieties, having different effects on someone's body, the way that you um, use marijuana also can have a different effect on you. So for example, ingesting it, um, the THC can take hours to be absorbed and processed by the liver that actually produces a second psychoactive compound, whereas um, smoking it, um, it, the THC enters your bloodstream more directly and goes pretty much straight to your brain. Um, and it's when you smoke it, that second psychoactive compound is produced in smaller amounts. So it has kind of a smaller effect. Um, and the effects of inhaled marijuana fade faster than when it is ingested. Um, and a few studies have found that um, inhaled marijuana can be helpful in the treatment of neuropathic pain caused by damaged nerves. Hmm. And going along those lines, studies have also shown that people who take marijuana extracts of sorts um, in clinical trials tended to need less pain medicine just overall. Hmm. So it's got a lot of benefits. Yeah. I mean, it seems to help with health a lot. I mean, no wonder it's used in medicine so often. Yeah. Today it's becoming more common. Um, but still, Medicare and other insurance carriers do not cover medical marijuana. And this may be because there's a lack of research in the area because it's so difficult to get access to different research grants and such like that because it's such a touchy topic for people. The government also, it's a very debatable um, topic. I mean, some people are very in favor of it, some people are very against it. It's just up in the air like that and it happens to have a lot of good qualities about it, but it also has bad things about it. Yeah, you know, it's actually, it's really interesting because I think, I mean, it's a fact that so many treatments out there have pros and cons and either help some people or don't help <laughs> some people. And so this kind of um, negative attention that's directed, directed towards marijuana um, is just kind of seems a little peculiar when you think about it in that sense. 
Yeah, and I also think it's because of the fact that marijuana has been, um, it's it's been criminalized more so too. Mm-hmm. So, just like that um, sort of tension between like people see it as something that is related to crime versus like it being actually helpful to people who need it and have certain health conditions where they can't do certain things that will help them so they have to do um, medical marijuana instead so I think that's really interesting too yeah I mean seeing common theme um, if things are tied with being bad and jail time like people can go Mm -hmm. to jail for this stuff but I mean if it's used in medicines like, it's got to have really good things about it, and it also has really bad things about it, too. So mm-hmm. it's just... Yeah, right now, mar- uh, marijuana is illegal under federal law, mm-hmm. and it is classified as a Schedule One drug in the Controlled Substance Act alongside with heroin. Interesting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um. And, and it says that the substance has no currently accepted medical value due to the limit scientific evidence. Yeah, I was talking about that before. So, yeah, like... It also, I found an article that said that the decriminalization of drug use does not actually impact um, how often marijuana is used in a certain state or um, what age like people start using marijuana. It doesn't impact the price either, which is mm. interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. You know what else is kind of weird about this? Um, one of the there are, so there are currently two drugs that are approved by the FDA um, that act in similar ways um, as marijuana, specifically THC. So one of them is called nabilone, and it's a synthetic cannabinoid that acts a lot like THC. So what I think is interesting about this is that they're not actually using marijuana here. They're creating it in like a synthetic chemical compound of sorts and so if you're not even using the actual thing then it's like well why have this whole discussion surrounding it or if you're trying to get as close to the real thing as possible why not just use it instead Mm -hmm. of spending all this money trying to make some so I don't know I think it's just a really interesting yeah, part that of it is psychologically really speaking, you know, this this whole like cloud that like hangs over it. I mean, it's kind of just what people think about it because you know, medical marijuana and the synthetic thing if they're the same thing, like what's the difference? I think people have just tied the word marijuana to like illegal and bad and so they have all these negative mindsets about it, but if this is a synthetic thing, who knows, it could have other consequences and risks to it as well. Why study so much into this other synthetic thing when there seems to be a just natural option in medical marijuana that seems to be helpful for a lot of people? You could also use the analogy of, you know, comparing these people who were using trial and error pretty much when they realized the effects that marijuana has on our bodies um, to the drugs that are approved by the FDA that are similar to it. It's kind of doing the same thing, trial and error in a lab versus trial and error out in the field. (laughs) From personal experience, um, I have many, or not many, some friends who have actually been prescribed medical marijuana, and they would so much rather 
do something like that instead of like increasing dosage and like medication so in that sense it's been like a very good complementary um form of medicine um along with medication that they're using for um mental health or whatever um so it definitely from my own experience shows to be um effective so i don't know why there's so much contention yeah, no, I agree 100%. I also feel like you have to take into consideration like where these methods are occurring. Like, if it's um, medical marijuana, if it has, if you're smoking it and you are having the uh, THC effects where it does cause a high, like if you are in a controlled environment because you don't want to go smoke and go out mm-hmm. and drive a car or go to work or anything like that because you have to be in a controlled environment and just take in the dose that you're given be in in a house or a room and then once it's calmed down then go on about your day because I know people think that it is different than drinking and driving Mm -hmm. but you know it does alter your perceptions and all that yeah yeah yeah. so you have to be responsible about it as well Mm -hmm. there's also some long-term consequences as well but I mean really it's just a matter of opinion at this point. Medical marijuana isn't for everybody. However, it does have obvious signs of showing that it has so many benefits, proven facts. And um, overall, I think it's a really good, really good medicine, really good alternative <laughs> medicine. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening, guys. Next up on our podcast is chains and resort sand so tune in